the all-new Toyota RAV4S, what if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the car that's got style and substance to spare, the all-new RAV4. Featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and premium options like a JBL audio system and a panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4. Toyota. Let's go places. Hello and welcome into another edition of Winging It with Vince Carter and Kent Bazemore. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and today we are joined by actor, comedian, and Vince Carter fan, Gary Owen. Thank you. Welcome. You in the house. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Damn, I can't even see you. Good. How you doing, my bad? Good. 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 Is that better? No, it's all good. It's good to be seen, though. Yeah, right, right. Trade deadline just passed. Yes, man. sir. Winging It podcast is going strong. Yes, man. We at least got a couple of us wasn't sure, months. huh? Right. <laughs> Never know. Um, were you nervous at all? No. Nah, I mean, I not nervous, but were you thinking maybe it could happen? I mean, you yes. never know. But, like, I didn't really spend much energy on it. You know, I kind of you know it is what it is. It's not the first year I've been through it. So That's what I was going to say. Exact yeah, same thing. I, I After you've traded. been traded one time, it's like, all right. Right. If it happens again, it happens. Um, you know, for him, he's been here a long time, so. Yeah. And then the thing, the hardest thing for me was my rookie year getting my contract guaranteed. So I signed a two-year non-guaranteed contract, which means you know, after January 10th, they can cut you. So, you know, from like a week before Christmas all the way up until January 10th, I didn't sleep. And Travis was actually the guy, I, had, I GM now, was actually the guy that made the decision, that had to make the decision, yeah, with the Warriors, so. After I got through that, you know, because I didn't really have any control either. I was I was only playing like four minutes a night. After I made it through that, and then, you know, the rest of this stuff is, you know, it's not as bad. Now you're yeah. here. Yeah. Player option. Things are good. Yeah. Player option. Can't beat P that. slash O. It's the best per- position to be in right there. Can't question. beat that. We'll talk a little bit more basketball. Last night, Vince Carter passed Jerry West and is now 25th of the most points in the NBA. NBA, ABA. All BAs. Yeah. How's it feel? Pass the logo. I mean, it was cool when I found out. I didn't know until after the game. So, you know, you pass a lot of people. There's a lot of people in, in, in the league you, you know, you'd want to pass. Obviously, you have to score a lot of points to pass MJ. Um, Dr. J is another hero of mine. And then, I mean, look at our socks. <laughs> it has a logo right. on yeah. it. That's, I mean, he's on the darn backboard when we right. play. So, I mean, on our jerseys everywhere. So, passing the logo is it's truly an honor. So Gary, you are a basketball fan. Is that is that yes. correct? Would you say that? He's a former basketball player. What would what do you think about <laughs> Mr. Vince Carter's game? What's that? What do you think about his game? Never letting go. Never. How long do you think he'll be in the league? He, he I think he's trying to keep up with Brady. Yeah. As long as Tom Brady's playing, I think Vince is playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoot. Hopefully that's not I just want to shout out Dirk Nowitzki. He's the all time white leading scorer in the NBA. <laughs> so a lot of times we don't give him enough credit. That's very true. Real talk. He just scored a lot of points. What, like what was 30, the number he hit recently? He's like fourth now, right? He, man, he has like 32,000, 31,000. Yeah, 32. Man. Dang. Something like that. Yeah. Sick, what do you think about Dirk being in the three-point contest? I think it's great. You think he's going to win? No. <laughs> I think it's great. Just nostalgia reasons. Wouldn't it be a great if he did win, though? How about it would that? be. I mean, it's, awesome. it is the the. It's like the over 40 athlete is coming back. You got Tiger Woods is making a little resurgence. 
Tom Brady's still balling out of control. Adam Vinatieri's still kicking. Yeah. You know, and he's coming back another Vince year. Is still Vince playing. is still dunking on people. Yeah. It's funny. Every time Vince dunks now, they show it on like ESPN.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It drives him crazy. It's not as aggressive either. <laughs> right. as no, no, it's wrong. Definitely not. Safe landings now. Right. Yeah. Safe landings. I asked Vince when's the first time he dunked and he said eighth grade. And I was like, uh, just like... I was trying to touch the net in eighth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. You were in sixth grade when you dunked? I thought I was eight. How tall were you then? Six. I was like five. Five. So you just always have had bounce to you. That's why I keep trying to tell people. This guy is like extreme. He's He's like an anomaly when it comes to athleticism. how old were you when you first dunked? I was in seventh grade. Yeah. So you're one grade older than Vince? No, but I'm not like a... Look at my arms, bro. I mean... You've always had a seven-foot wingspan? My arms have always been pretty long. Mine you know, too. I was doing. What's your wingspan? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. You know yours, Gary? No. We should probably measure that. I'm still in awe of sixth and seventh grade dunking. Yeah. Who does that? Apparently, these two. Dude, I'd be I'd be that parent. Birth certificate. We <laughs> <laughs> <Nine>, eleven. <laughs> Dude, <they> twelve. <laughs> oh, Check man. it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's funny. Nah, man, shoot. That was like a, we tried, like after practice, you know, we had guys lined up trying to do it, so. And that's Eventually. the funny thing. I'm, it's, it's, when I'm saying it, sometimes I, I look at it now, if I hear kids say, yeah, we were in a dunk line in middle school. Literally, we were outside on the outside courts. Florida's always warm. Come on, man, you know that. Well, it's a kid that just tried to go between the legs in a game in eighth grade. Eighth grade. I saw it. Lefty. I saw it. Went between the legs. Tried to, he missed it, but. Was it close? Yeah, it was yeah. close. He missed it in like eighth grade. The top, oh, yeah. hit the back of the rim. Right, that's crazy. So if you're that missing hitting the back chicken, out of man. yeah, if you're missing hitting the back of the rim, you're up there. Steroids. Agreed. You wonder when it's going to stop, like just athletes in general, because it's not going to stop. You got the let's say the Olympics. So you got the hundred meters, right? The Jesse Owens is probably considered an Olympic icon. There's high school kids running the hundred meters, and what he won the gold medal, <laughs> and like at some point, um. The dude's gonna disintegrate. Seriously, <laughs> like he's literally just gonna die. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like the, the, the what the Avengers. Just gonna gonna like, like, oh my god, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Watch the the thirty twenty Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Dude's gonna disintegrate. Right, and you go see girls like doing between the legs dunking. Well, I mean, they're catching lives now. Yeah, right. You see the girl caught crazy. the lob, man. Come on, man. this is. Was that high school? Yes. Yeah, bro. High school. She was six. I remember when Brittany Griner, well, Lisa Leslie dunked in the game. Charlotte Smith dunked in the game, too. Yeah, from North Carolina. North Carolina. I remember Dang. that. And then, that was like 94. Uh, yes. Lisa Leslie God, and then Brittany Griner. Exactly. was like the most recent well, for me during my time. But now it's, it's, it's getting out of hand. That's crazy. Well, that's I'm enough about dunking. Somebody to jump from the three point line. It's going to happen. I'm just waiting for it. Vince probably could. Vince, if you grew up right first. now, Maybe the, the three-point line is a little extreme. You would be doing it at this point. Well, yeah, top of, like, top yeah, of the key. Top of the like key. Like the high school key, not the NBA three. No, 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 no. <laughs> you ain't doing that. You need, now that you can drug test him. <laughs> they can do that. They need to be drug tested. Let's talk about Gary. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a comedian, an actor. You clearly are great friends with Vince because he's been trying to get you on the show basically since we started. Right. <laughs> so what else do you want to know? I want to know everything. <laughs> You're on a tour yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. That was such an open question. So, Gary, what are you about? You know, like cars and rainbows. Perfect. Do you golf? Long walks. I don't the golf. Uh, you, no. You're friends with him, and he doesn't golf. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't have that much patience. Yeah. yeah. 
I lose track quick. I just get in a golf cart and just start roaming around. Like, Vince, tell me you're done. <laughs> I'll be in a clubhouse. I don't have five <laughs> hours to start. Now, I'll putt-putt and top golf. Yeah. I don't know how guys go five hours on a golf course. I don't get well, it. Four. You play well. Four. When you play well, five use the typical. Okay, I'll be I'll be more specific. How did you guys meet you and Vince? Uh, he came to my show in Orlando during the uh, NBA lockout, and he asked for some money. Yep. <laughs> you know, the There's money. a picture of that. There's a picture. Of, I was like, dude, you need some cash, man. That's hilarious. But I knew him from um, uh, uh, who who introduced us the the two girls, Keisha, I'm, Keisha, Sale. yeah, Keisha Sales, former WNBA player who's a coach now at UCF. Um, yeah, Keisha Sales. Yeah, that's how we originally met. And then we did um, Shaq's show in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, we've, <laughs> well, Keisha's, I met, Ke- here's how I met Keisha. I was doing Dwayne Wade and Alonzo Mourning had the Zoe Summer Group oh, yeah, down yeah. in Miami. And we were on a, we were on like one of the party buses that was taking us to all the events. And we ended up at Live on Sunday. Mm. And then I had a, I would just, I'm, I'm notorious for just like crashing sections. Like I've never bought a bottle in my life, but I popped them. <laughs> <laughs> so I just hype dudes up like, yo, what's up, man? God, you're the best. Literally, I'll see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the room and I'll hype them both up. I'll go to Tom and be like, Tom, man, greatest ever. I'll go over to Peyton like this. Dude, if you had Bill Belichick. <laughs> and look at Brady over there. He sucks. <laughs> So I uh Keisha would just kind of sit and like live gets a little overwhelming if you don't have a place to sit down. And literally she looked like she was one of them beach balls. Her and her girl was just getting bounced around the club. Cute. And I just went like this. I was like, yo, come up here. And then I brought them up and they sat down the section and that was it. And they was like, Yeah, Gary looked out. Friends of sense. And then she they brought Vince to the show in Orlando. Got it. What was year was that? 2010? Um, yeah. Eleven? So, yeah, ten. It's like ten. No, what what the year was the lockout? The first one I think was ninety eight. Sophomore uh, year of college, it was 11. eleven. So it was 2011. 10, 10, 2011. 11, yeah. yeah, it was before my rookie year. And then I had a TV show with Shaq called Upload. Upload. That's on cool. True TV. I got fired from that show. <laughs> Why? Actually, I, I wasn't getting along with one of the co-hosts. Shaq? Uh-huh. Not Shaq. Oh. No, I didn't do with Shaq. It was another guy. He was a, little, he was a lot. He was a lot. He was a lot. Can you name him? No, no. I don't want to. I don't want to get into this, the mudslinging. But he was. But a when lot. you hear it, you'd be like, eh, "Well, yeah." His personality was a lot, and literally, I was just. I it got to the point where I would go to sit and just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then when they called, they say, "Hey, the show's moving in a different direction." I was like, "Thank you, God." That's the first time I was so happy. They never say you're fired. It's moving in a different direction, but uh, but that's where me and Vince got tight because we were shooting in Orlando. And we was always, in, we filmed at Shaq's house a lot, and they lived down the street from each other. So literally, he'd be coming over Shaq's house, or I'd be going over there. And, mm, I mean, he would spot. come out and work out. You remember we ran on the track a couple of times? Yeah, yeah. Before the next that? thing I know, he told me he pulled his hamstring. Oh, I was trying to do the workout. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do this from now on. Oh, I forgot. I'm 39. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy, and stuff. He actually, Vince taught me how to shoot. And I said, I really appreciate you te- teaching me how to shoot in my late 30s. Cause oh, yeah. uh, he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go. You're, you're pushing the ball. You gotta go straight up with it and put an arch in it. And I go the why, like the oh, week after he teaches me how to shoot. I never shot that well. And some guy goes, you've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how the why is. You go to like twelve and you go by ones and twos. And I swear I had like eight of the twelve. And like, and, and then I hit like the game winner and <laughs> and just held it. It's like and buckets. then uh, the guy went on Twitter was like. 
hey man, that comedian Gary, he can hoop. <laughs> For real, don't sleep. And you like, yeah. And I retweet, I said, you see that, Coach Carter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Top five, man. It was good. Did you tell them it was Vince Carter who taught you how to no, shoot? No, oh. no. Nobody believed that. Yeah. I, I, the, where I used to play basketball at in a small town, Ohio, nobody knew any athletes, but they knew people that knew the athletes. They'd be like, yeah, my cousin cuts... Uh, yeah, my, my cousin cuts Keon Dooling's uh, dad's hair. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's cool, man. His dad's real cool. Yeah, my cousin cuts his dad's hair. Nobody knows the player. They know the guys around the player. Yeah, yeah. My sister used to date Wally Serbiak's sister. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you just say? Your sister named Wally Serbiak's sister? It was weird. They went through a phase. Yeah. Yeah. Wally's world. <laughs> Literally. That's how people know uh, people in my neighborhood. So it all started for you. In the Navy. Is that right? Uh How did that all transition for you from doing that to actually being a full-time comedian? Well, the thing about the Navy is, it's weird. I I wanted to be a stand-up, but I didn't know how. So I'm I'm living in a trailer park in a small town in Ohio, and I didn't know how to get out. Like, how do I get out of this trailer park? Because I tried to run away a couple times, but I had $13, and I went down the Greyhound (laughs) bus station. They go, we can get you to Louisville. And I go, that's not going to be LA. That's not far enough. I had to come back (laughs) in a trailer park like this. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Greyhounds are (laughs) steep. (laughs) Dude, it costs $105 to get all across the country. (laughs) I don't have enough weeks. I literally, it was 13 weeks of me saving up. The $13 came from saving up lunch money because I was on reduced lunch. So I can get lunch for like 50 cents. So literally it was like 26 weeks of saving up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can get to Louisville. And I, when I ran away, I was so planned because I had a thermos. I go, I can get water. And then I had, I bought a loaf of bread and the goober grape peanut butter and jelly together. And I go, I'll just eat that the whole ride. You know, ah, I planned it out better. <laughs> but I, then the neighbor recruiter said, you know, they, they had the most bases in California. So my thing was, if I can just get to California, I can start doing stand-up. So I got stationed in Washington, D.C., and then I got stationed in San Diego. And my first day in San Diego, I got in the phone book. I'm showing my age. And I was like looking up comedy clubs, right? So I called this place called the Comic Castle. And I said, hey, you guys got open mic? He goes, let me check. And he comes back. He goes, I can't find him. I go, what? can't find him? What are you talking about? <laughs> I called a comic book store. <laughs> oh, he thought there was a superhero shit. named what? Open Mike. <laughs> <laughs> So he's literally searching like Damn. the Hall of Justice and Hall of X-Men for, for like, open mic. He said, no. He's like a gay superhero. For he's real. like, no, I don't have that. Because I can't find him. So he, he, gave, he gave me the number to a comedy club, the comedy store in La Jolla. So then I went up there and I go up the first night and I get banned for the rest of my life because I was, I was 19 or 20 and I had a beer in my hand uh. and the comics started heckling me from the back. Because it's like Sunday morning. It's like 1 a.m. There's like 10 people in the audience, but there's like 15 comics in the back. So the comics are heckling me. So I said, hey, guys, go ahead and keep heckling. I'm 19. I've been drinking in this club all night. Why don't I call the cops and shut this shit down? Oh, man. <laughs> and I say, the lights went off. The mic went off. I got lifted by some bodyguard. Got thrown out in front of the club. <laughs> don't ever come back. So I got up and dusted myself off like, okay, I can't come back here, but I can talk shit. That's what <laughs> I took out of that. And then it took about a year to get back on stage. So what was next after that for you? After that one club? How'd you get back up? Where'd you go to? Uh, no, I I took like, I didn't get on stage for about six, seven months. And then I had knee surgery. I tore my ACL playing basketball. Funny how I tied that in to this podcast. <laughs> True storyteller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was rehabbing my knee. And then one of the nurses that was doing my paperwork, her husband was a comedian and she had all these paper clippings of him all over her little cubicle. And I said, who's that? She goes, that's my husband. I go, 
I'm a comedian. Not, I'm going to be a comedian. I said, oh, I'm a comedian. She goes, oh, for real? I said, yeah, I'm a comedian. And then I said, you should give me his number. We could talk. So she gave me his phone number. So I called him and he said, get a bio, get headshots, get a bio, get a resume together. So I did all that without ever really being on stage. I've only been on stage once and I got kicked off. So I had headshots. I lied about my resume. I was like, yeah, I opened up for Jim Carrey and Chris Rock. Lying. <laughs> Everything was a lie. And then I started sending out the comedy clubs and start getting booked. And I was like, oh, shit. I'll never forget. I got booked in El Paso, Texas for $500. And I had to get myself out there and put myself up. And I was living in San Which Diego. Was more than $500. I drove an S10 pickup from San... I got off work at four and drove to El Paso. It was about... It, was, it had to be 12, 13 hours straight. Gosh, so I got there like midnight and I worked Friday. So I took, took a day off, worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Sunday I got off and I had to drive back to San Diego to be at work Monday morning. But I thought I was rich because I ended up... I ended up staying at the... Uh, comic condo which is if you know comedy clubs they're never good there's disease, there's so much disease and infestation in those <laughs> comic condos because you're dealing with the comics that was before you staying there and the clean ladies are usually like some waitress from the comedy club so it's it's disgusting but i didn't know any better so i i remember i had arby's every day because beef and cheddars it was two for three dollars <laughs> and i bought them every day <laughs> So I was like this. I only spent $12 on food this weekend. This is great. <laughs> and this was while you were still on active duty? Yeah, active duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how were you able to do that, to pursue it and still be on active duty? I was careful. I was careful. <laughs> I was driving to LA four times a week when I first started. And yeah. first I would go to LA just to watch comedians. I sit in the back of comedy clubs. And then I, okay, I said, okay, I can do this. And then I'd start getting on stage. And then I'd, I'd like get off work at like 4 or 4.30. Drive to LA for like a nine to nine oh five spot, five minutes, and drive back down to San Diego. So that's why I, I always say that's what that was paying my dues. The the four hours on the highway, yeah. working eight nine hours, and then you know my day. I was I was going off like four or five hours sleep, but so it was worth it. Are you the type that doesn't need sleep, or you only need like four hours? Oh no, I need it. Oh. No, 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 I need it. Yeah, I would. I, I had now, a, right when you're older. Oh yeah, without question. <laughs> I realize I'm 2021 20, back then, but I was. Uh, I had an S10 pickup. And I used to stay at the Walmart in Dana Point if I got too tired. I'd just pull into the um, parking lot and I had a little thing that would block the sun out and just sit there and take like an hour nap and finish the drive. And then I started getting people to ride with me. I'd lie and be like, I was a great liar. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, guess what I saw last night? I'm just lying. I saw Bernie <laughs> Mac, man. You should ride up with me. You never know who's there. Right. Then we get there. It's freaking phase on. No. <laughs> my God, is that big up. worm? <laughs> yes, my guy stays up. <laughs> I was said Martin Lawrence was here and Eddie Murphy. They were here last week. I don't know what happened tonight. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I got started, and then I wow. got audition audition for Comic View, and the rest is history. After that, back in the day, back in the day, that's like Vince's rookie year. Like me and Vince got on the scene the same year. I hosted Comic View, and he was rookie ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, Vince came in with Antoine Jameson. I was sure nine did. years old. He was I nine. Watch, I used to watch comedy with you though. Yeah. I hate that when people come up to me and be like, yo, I grew up watching you. And now they got like, they're married with like five kids. I'm like this. Great. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I know the feeling, man. I know the feeling. Yeah, we, Vince gotta, we Vince, do that to him a lot. Dude, uh, Vince's been in the league so long. I bet you when you look at like rosters and they put date of birth, he's probably like, I was in the league when that guy was born. Oh, born. He, he was already drafted before Trey Young was, was born. That's ridiculous. He's older Three than his dad, right? Older than his dad. That's crazy. Isn't that yeah. crazy? So, yeah, so Trey's dad's not old. Yeah. <laughs> right there with us. No. It's 
So his dad is just a young buck. That's a homecoming baby. <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Kavo. Control Center simplifies your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote with voice control. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, or satellite, even game console, and Control Center does it all. Don't waste time fiddling with different remotes or weeding through messy search results to get the content you want. One universal voice remote controls it all, so just say what you want to watch and let Control Center handle the rest. In fact, you can enjoy every second of couch time and easily switch between content without moving a muscle. Let Control Center take your at-home entertainment experience from stressful to simple and enjoy what you want, when you want it, with ease. The best part about using Kavo for me is being able to simply speak what I want to watch and have it on my TV instantly. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code Winging It. That's $59.95, 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Kavo, one remote that does it all. With two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by the age of 35, most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care. Some shave their hair. Some embrace hats. But what they don't know is that there is an FDA-approved medication designed to stop hair loss and even regrow hair. That's why we're excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it easy to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment all from your phone or computer. And when you go to GetRoman.com slash it, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S. licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bag magazines in the waiting rooms. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping and discreet packaging. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is key, and Roman can help. And today, Roman is giving Winging It listeners a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash WingIt. That's GetRoman.com slash WingIt for a free visit to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash WingIt. Get rid of the old underwear that you're constantly adjusting and make the switch to Saks underwear. It's the most comfortable, supportive men's underwear, specifically designed with our anatomy in mind. We could wear the vibe every day, so comfortable, with awesome patterns. Saks underwear understands that for guys to look our best, we need to feel our best. That's why their patent ballpark pouch has their internal mesh panels that keep everything in place. They're so comfortable and supportive, and their moisture-wicking fabric leaves us feeling fresh. Saks is the underwear that your boys deserve. Try Saks underwear today with the great limited-time deal. Get $5 off plus free shipping on your first purchase when you see promo code WINGINGIT at checkout. Order a few pairs of Saks now at saxxunderwear.com. That's Saks with two X's. And use the promo code WINGING at checkout. That's saxunderwear.com. Promo code WINGING. So you you were at a Hawks game recently, right? I think I saw you uh, photobombing Tigger. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Would you consider yourself to be a Hawks fan or do you have a team of choice? Well, I'm definitely a LeBron fan just because uh, I'm Ohio. 
and mm-hmm. he's Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, and I hated Jordan because I was I was a Patrick Ewing guy growing up. Like when I started watching Ewing. basketballs, when Georgetown got on the scene, I was like six, and I was like, "That's my squad." So I was like, "Georgetown, Georgetown, Georgetown." Ewing, Ewing, Ewing. And I used to get so frustrated with the Bulls and Jordan. I said, dude, if somebody else comes along, I'm just going to go with it. Screw this <laughs> losing every year in the finals. <laughs> and then LeBron came along and I was like, finally. I was like, and he's from Ohio and he was repping Ohio so hard. And I'm an Ohio guy. So I go, this is easy. Because I didn't like the Lakers either. I got frustrated with that. But you're still a LeBron fan. Still a LeBron fan. So you're a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this in, in this business, it's like you become cool with different players. So you're not. Lo- I don't. I'm from Cincinnati. We don't have a team, so people can call me fair weather. But I kind of just kind of go with go with the flow. I think that's fair, though. I think you can be a fan of a player and follow them to wherever they go, as long as it's not just oh, now I'm a Laker fan for right. whatever reason. Because you couldn't get me to go to a Cavaliers game right now. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you pay me. <laughs> really? I'm third row. <laughs> I'm, <Man>. I'm past <laughs> I'm busy no, I go but to Cincinnati every summer oh do you yeah my financial advisor lives up there oh really yeah, I go out there and play golf yeah, where do you yeah. play at uh, he's in uh, a Heritage Golf Club out in Mason okay because we used to I just sold my house we lived around a golf course TPC Rivers Bend oh yeah uh-huh. yeah I know that's yeah. a nice one yeah. golly I need to get there huh that's, yeah I need to go play there that's a nice one we just moved I like yeah, Cincinnati I know I heard yeah, underrated man. Ask him who his favorite football team is. NFL, Cincinnati Bengals, baby. Well, that's yeah, easy. Die hard. Die hard. Our front office is not the best. Though. No, but and the he was here. He, you were here for the game when they played the, the Falcons, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, Sanu's my guy. Sanu took care of me. I think he, he was at the game last night, actually. Oh, Muhammad. Good people, yeah. Yeah, he brought his. Brought, he's, he's got his son right mm-hmm. now, so that's probably why his son's a good athlete. I mean, it's weird how you could tell like four. Yeah, some guys <laughs> got it, you know. But uh, yeah, I. I went to the Hawks. I went to the the Falcons game here because Sanu took care of me. But don't get me started on the Bengals front office. Wait, so you came to the Falcons game from Muhammad Sanu? Did you still? I root for the Bengals, and mm-hmm. he was okay with that. He knew. Okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's well documented. Is it? Yes. I was in an argument with his mom. Really? <laughs> I think his girlfriend got a little upset with me. <laughs> yeah. If you see the post, it's, it's pretty funny. Actually. I'll have, I'll have to find face. The Falcons won. I saw that shit. <laughs> the, the, the Falcons lost. I uh, won. No, the Bengals won. No, the Bengals last second. Uh, that's AJ right. AJ Green caught the ball at the very end you, of the game. He took a picture with them and like you could see their faces and he was like, ah! <laughs> man, that was great, man. Yeah, that was great. I, I'm I loyal though. Yeah. I'm loyal. It's funny how the NFL knows that, but the front office of the Bengals does it. Like I asked for tickets, like I hate it when, when people be like, oh, you're too good. You you can't just buy tickets to everybody else. I go, hold on. Let me slow you guys down. I was a season ticket holder for years, but I wasn't in town enough to go to games. So I'm lucky to make like three games a year. So my publicist will call. And I'm telling you, man, any other team, they say yes. Gary would like to go to a game. Sure, we got them. Except the Bengals. Why? They come up with, I don't know, they're a mom and pops organization. They really just don't care. Like they have four fans, like celebrity fans. I got Nick Lachey. Boosie Collins <laughs> and like me. That's it. That's it's really it's ninety degrees. Boosie Collins and me. <laughs> Freaking Boosie and you Collins. Just, you you want to be like, dude? You're supposed to embrace those people that are on TV, those entertainers that root for you. You go to a Falcons game. Samuel Jackson's on the big screen, yep. getting right. them fired up, and and on the sidelines you see like all the guys from So So Deaf and stuff like that. You go to a Cowboys game, you see Matthew McConaughey is always at University of Texas games. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt's, you know, Seattle. 
you you associate certain mm-hmm. entertainers with the city they're from. Yeah. It's everybody if, knows I'm Cincinnati, except especially Cincinnati. If they're local. Like I mean, oh, this yeah. is a, a, a local celebrity in your town who's a diehard who reps them faithfully, my religiously. Golf cart. My car, my car was wrapped with the Bengals. Oh my gosh! My golf cart is Cincinnati Bengals. Wait, how my, is you, what is on your car? Like a sticker? Was, no, we they we had it. They they got it for my birthday. It was just for one season. We got it off now. But I had a I had a black Chevy Tahoe, and they they get the tiger stripes all around it. <laughs> the whole so, car. Yeah, so and you still like can't get tickets. Hold on, hold on. Here's what makes it worse. You're gonna get them now. After this, Here's what makes it worse. We're sending this straight to them. So Will Packer <laughs> is one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood, right? So he's a Buccaneers fan, Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay came to Cincy. I called the front office. I said, yo, Will's coming in. I want to make sure we take care of him. You know, I'm on the phone with like some girl in the PR department. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We got you, got you, got you. Row 30. Dang. When I got there, I went, what? We're supposed to be like, <laughs> I had to on apologize. Sorry about that. <laughs> we just kept walking up. <laughs> yeah, where is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, row thirty. How did how did he react? Hmm? It's not important. I worked it out. <laughs> I worked it out. I can get into a suite. I just it's funny how the security people let me through uh, when I'm at the games. There's there's one black chick, man. She's the best. She's got you know like a lazy name? eye. She's the best. She just Gary gives her a little hug and then she hey, lets dude. me in. Go ahead. Yeah. It's great. I was at, I'll tell you what's funny. I was at a Raider game last year, right? And I got tickets and everybody's being cool, like security and staff. And I didn't ask to go into the club level. Like one of the, one of, it was a black dude saw me that works security. He goes, gee, he may come on, hang out for a little bit. So I go in security and I'm just sitting there. And then this one security worker didn't know who I was. I guess supposed to have a wristband. She goes, where's your wristband? I go, oh, they just asked me to come in here. She goes, you need your wristband. She grabbed the real Oakland cops, mm. and right as they was walking towards me, it was two white dudes. I got surrounded by the hood. I caught like black people just surround me. Oh shit, gee, what happened? <laughs> Literally, the white cop could not get to me. Like I was taking so many pictures. Like, and then and then he goes, he just went, "You're good." <laughs> he totally good. And then the, the, here comes that the the old lady security. She's like, "No, he needs a wristband." He goes, "Ma'am, he's fine." Right. <laughs> And then she was, then she she couldn't let it go. Like as I'm leaving, she goes, "Next time you better have a wristband." Oh, <laughs> I was like, yes. oh, okay. Isn't that the best feeling though when someone says like they're fine? And you're like, oh yes, finally. Especially like people like that. That's mm-hmm. like people yeah, like to that people who, who are who, who, like because I, I do serious. I do social media for the team, and so I, I travel with them, and I'm on the court a lot, and security tries to get me off all the time because there's a lot of new rules. So it's always nice when there's someone who has your back, and they're like, "No, no, she's fine," and I'm like, "Whew." And the person gets so mad, like they can't stand the fact that I, you are allowed I to be didn't up there. Win. Yeah. yeah, and then they was, and then they watch me the whole time. They're like, "Oh, I was at a Cavs game like four years ago, and so I'm, I go up to talk to Savannah, LeBron's wife, right? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm take, literally taking pictures with my son because they we got courtside seats. So you know, and then so there, this one security guy was like, "You got to go, you got to go, you got to go." Like he is in my ass. They're right? strict there. So Savannah's like, so I go up to say hi to her. She sits about five rows behind the Cavs bench. bench, So I went up and literally the security guard is following me up to say hi to her. And he's like, I'm sir, sir, you have to go, sir. It was like out of a movie. Like Savannah went like this, like went mm -mm, like waved her hand like he's good. I don't know where he went. (laughs) He disappeared like a genie. I was like this. Yo, where did the security guy go that was just telling me you got to go? Like when I say disappeared, (laughs) 
The dude, I've never seen him since. Like, <laughs> she, she's first 48. He's missing persons. Wow. They went from, sir, you got to go. You got to go. She went, it was like a hand wave. I was like, where? I told Savannah, he told me, I got, where'd the security guy go? He was gone. She's like, I don't James know. James it was, it, was it was just this little wave. And then it was funny. So we're talking, me and Savannah Center talking small talk about kids, nothing. This guy interrupted us, like got in between me and her to, to I don't know what he, I guess he had a restaurant or something, but I know I'm really pale, but I'm not that pale. Like he acted like he didn't see me, and <laughs> like it's in the middle of conversation. Oh, so how's how's he like having a daughter, and how's he with it? And she, oh, he loves it. Dude just interrupted the conversation in between. Oh, you and you and Braun, you got to come to my restaurant. We'll take care of you. I'm thinking, I don't think free food is going to entice LeBron and Savannah to come <laughs> <Right>? to your restaurant. <laughs> I think they're fine. But I was just, I was literally standing behind him looking at my hand and then Savannah just started dying. So I was like, <laughs> I know I'm not that pale. He had to see me <laughs> just in the middle. I was like, I guess I ain't shit. And I didn't get a free meal from him. You didn't, didn't get, get an invite nothing. to the restaurant. You guys got to come. We'll take care of you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Oh, was, we talk about fool. this a lot though, but I think rich people like free stuff the most. Oh, without question. So well, I, I buy clothes and then I realize everything I wear is free. You know what I mean? Like this shirt is free. This jacket was free. I know that. I did buy the shoes. Those are nice shoes. Oh, we're all free stuff. I need to get on y'all's level. Nothing like free stuff, man. No, nothing. nothing. And you like take it. care of it when right. you do the stuff oh, you yeah. buy. You'll buy a Gucci shirt and just throw it in the bottom of the closet. You'll get like a free hoodie and you'll hang it up and wear it to <laughs> death. To death. It's weird. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, you're right. We're just appreciative of it, you know? Can't tell Gary about our Welcome to the League segment. Welcome to the League. So my Welcome to the League moment was getting dunked on. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just the moment of when uh, you figured out you actually made it. Like, you know, what was the moment where, you know, you were like, oh, I'm here now. You know, I'm here to stay. What? Who dunked on you? Uh, I got dunked on by uh, Ray Allen. Uh, two on one. I'm in. We're in Miami. Two on one fast break. Uh, Dwayne Wade's on the, running the left wing. Ray Allen's on the right wing. I'm sprinting back. I turn around. You know, you're supposed to first three steps. Turn around. Those two guys coming at me. D-Wade just kind of pitches it back. And Ray Allen picked it up with one hand. And just right on my head. And then they called a timeout, right? Yeah. Well, I got my second foul, and I had to come out of the game. Oh, that's it was right. in the first. That's yeah. your rookie year. Yep. What uh, What game was that? It was. Uh, I was in Golden State. It was against Miami in Miami. Yeah. So it was like November. The that was the Heatles. That was in December. I think it was early. There's no. I think it was. Yeah. Early I think it was year. November, December. Ooh. Yeah. Where'd you early. go to college? Old Dominion. Wow. Yeah. It'd be really good to get seen there. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I've been to ODU. Hey. That, used to, that used to be the female school mm-hmm. back in the day. Old Dominion <clears throat> didn't they? They didn't have the tank tops. They had the they had the shirts. They were the only school that had sleeves. They had like these checkered things, and all the girls had Jerry curls in the eighties. That was the Jerry curl squad. ODU lit man. They're in um, still lit uh, Louisiana Tech. LaTeX back in the day had yeah. all those girls had Jerry. Yeah, Carbolode. We want to know what your welcome to the league, as in comedy moment, was for you when you realized you really made and it. Acting, or both, I think both. Yeah, and acting, or like a moment where you per se got dunked on, and you were like, "Oh crap, this is awkward." Well, that's like bombing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Basically, 
I, I'll say comedy though. There's my where I was like, oh my, I know, I I always it's weird. Like I always knew I was funny. Even like before I ever got on stage, I'd watch stand ups and be like, I'm funnier than him. I know I'm funnier than him. And then I'd see somebody good and I go, oh, that guy's good. And I swear to God, everybody that I ever said they're good, there's something there, has really taken off. I got a flyer from 2004 of me, Kevin Hart, and Gabriel Iglesias on the same show. And I was, I went, I was the, the headliner. So wow. it's Kevin and Gabriel small. And I'm like, I'm all big <laughs> on the flyer. And I'm like, yes, but I asked them to be on the show. Like I went to them because I thought they were both funny and I liked their, I liked them off stage just as much as I did on stage. Because that's one thing to be funny. But if you're an asshole, I don't want to work with you. You know what I mean? I got a picture of the night too. So Richard Pryor's in the audience. And Richard was sick, but he was still coherent, right? And uh, I, I get off stage and he goes, somebody comes back stage. They go, hey, uh, Mr. Pryor would like to say hi to you. I said, okay. So I go there and he, he goes, get a picture with us. So this guy, I said, can I go get my camera? So I run out to my truck. It was for cell phones had cameras. <laughs> so I run out to my truck. I always had a camera with me in my truck because I was in LA. You know, who you're going to meet. So I get a guy to take a picture of me and Richard, and they started to pull me out of the booth. Like a security guy goes, we said no pictures. And I'm like, no, he asked me for a picture. <laughs> so he goes, no, he's fine. So I sit there, and he gets in my ear, and he goes, he goes, you're funny. Don't ever change. You're funny. I was like this. Okay, I'm, I've been anointed, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking that's my Oprah story. If I ever get on Oprah Winfrey, I'm going to tell them about Richard Pryor said it was funny. Fast forward seven years later. Monique's on Oprah. Oprah goes, when did you know you make it? When did you know? She goes, well, I was on stage, Oprah. And Richard Pryor was in the audience. And he, I got off stage and he pulled me aside. And he goes, don't change. Don't ever change. I said, this son of a bitch was telling everybody don't change. So, I say, so even on the way out, Richard Pryor was like dropping. Like I bet you there's some comics right now that are bombing. Like Richard Pryor said, don't change. So I haven't changed in 20 years. I'm like this. No, you suck. He was messing with your head. I literally was watching Oprah like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I like the whole story. I was like, no, wait a minute. What'd you say? Richard Pryor? What? I was literally watching it like, like that was my Oprah story. <laughs> it was verbatim. I sh- on stage, Richard asked to meet me afterwards, and he got in my ear and said, don't change. Verbatim, the same thing happened to me. And I was like, there's no way she just took my Oprah story. So now my Oprah story would be, Monique took my same Richard Pryor story. And told it on Oprah. Right? I don't know. I still don't think I've made it in acting. I still think there's a lot. I'm still auditioning for parts. I got auditioned after this podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that audition? What it's for? Or I can't like divulge anything, but uh, it's a JLo movie they're casting for right now. But I got to read for three different parts. So clearly they have no idea what, what they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like this. Three, I'm like three different parts. You know, I don't know. I would say think like a man more than anything else kind of like got me out there a little yeah. bit. Because I was playing like a... a I was not myself at all. <laughs> I was like a goofy white dude that had. And when I got the call, Will Packer, uh, when he called me and was like, uh, yo, I got this movie, man. I want you to come, come do I didn't have to audition or nothing. He just called and I didn't, none of us knew how big that movie was going to be. We just, and it, I remember when we did the table read. I was just reading everything. I was like, yeah, Kev's got all the funny jokes. <laughs> In the back of my head, I go, another one? <laughs> it, and I, I think Jared Ferreira said it best. When we did the first table read, it was set up for Kev to hit a home run. We just didn't know how far he's going to hit it. And he just, he hit out the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but we, and, and it sounds weird when I said we allowed him, but we like were there for him. Like we made sure no, nobody tried to take his shine either. Like it was, it was a team effort. You know what I mean? 
And I knew my role in that movie wasn't huge. It was decent, but I was just like, it was cool. So it's, you just want to be, you just want to be a part of funny scenes in a funny movie. And that one probably more than anything else. Cause then people was like, oh, that's the, that, when Think Like a Man came out, it was, oh, that's that white dude. That's a white dude. And then afterwards, then people started, oh, that's Gary Owen. And then, you know. No, that's not what he see. That's Gary Owens with the S. <laughs> yeah, the only one they do that to. It's on my nerves. I went, I went on Thanks, your Billy t- Owens. <laughs> I ruined it from Syracuse. Watch how I'm such a basketball historian. I love it. Remember Billy Owens? Syracuse. Syracuse? Remember he's on the Sports Illustrated? Young. The Sports Illustrated, it was, it was an iconic. What year? Uh, oh, this had to be like 89? Yeah, I wasn't alive. That, yeah. Oh, well, there's uh, an iconic born, picture, and they sports did sixth grade through 12th grade. And I'm, I think I was in sixth. Alonzo Mourning was the best junior in the country, and Marcus Liberty was Marcus the best Liberty. senior, and Damon Bailey was like the best freshman from Indiana. Remember Damon Bailey? Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember who. Uh, Kenny Smith was like the best eighth grader. It was crazy. Y'all's I, memory, sorry to interrupt you, is insane. You and Vince. Well, Bass has it too. Bass can remember like stuff he saw on TV, but the fact that you can remember every single one of those from 1989 is insane. Yeah. I don't even know what I have for breakfast. Yeah. I think it was probably, no, it's early on that. It had to be like 87 because Alonzo Mourning was a junior in high school. Because then I told you I'm a Georgetown guy and they went to Georgetown. I was like, yes. Yeah, we were just at Georgetown. They had practice when we were Pat, in DC and, and there were a couple like, you know, film guys coming through. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Ewing walks in the door, and I'm like, oh, crap. You know, you don't expect to see him walk through the door at any second, which obviously it's a good Well, that's but. how you let know times have changed, because Georgetown's best player is white right now. Oh, my, my, what's his name? Dude that can dunk out of the yeah. jump out of the gym. I think his name, yeah. Now, I'll give you a little nice. guy to watch out for. A guy from Texas. His name's Jackson Hayes. He's Texas 6'11". Sucks. I went to Kansas. Sorry. I just had to throw that up there. Oh, they, Texas just beat him. Mm. Like the other night. Mm. Boom! Shut Y'all it down. Struggling. We are struggling. The worst. You guys are top twenty-five, season. though. Are they? They, don't mean they are. They yeah. were thirteenth, but oh. we just lost to unranked Kansas State. Dang! I could not tell you the last time we were not in the top ten. Is Frank Lawrence still the coach there? What's the guy's name? Bill, Bill Self? Self. No, at Kansas State. Oh no! Oh. It's um the crazy guy. He's not there anymore. He's no. in South Carolina. No, he's right? South Carolina. Yeah. No, who's, yeah, who's, yeah. The, who's their new coach? Now it's going to bother me, but. They're struggling. Well, he beat your coach. That's yeah, he beat matters. our coach. We have, I think it's 14 straight Big 12 titles or maybe 15. This is probably going to be the year we break, nah, you guys break always the street. You, bring, you, you guys bring it home know, every tough. year, though. It's you tough. bring it home. But this is Kid Jackson nobody. Hayes on Texas. Colorado. He's 6'11". Talk about Duncan earlier. He can go from the free throw line and windmill it. And But here's a crazy story about him. He, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's, he's mixed, right? They call him mm-hmm. Sizo Jack. So he grew up with my kids, right? So he was a junior in high school. He averaged one point. He barely played. And his mother would not let him play AAU basketball ever, right? He played football. Everybody thought he was in football because his dad was an NFL tight end for like 12 years. But his mom played at Drake and averaged like 40. And <laughs> that was the only year Drake went to the Sweet 16 when she was there, like 94 or something like that. And she literally averaged like, she averaged like 50 in high school and like 40 in college. So she's like, you got an NFL tight end. And then she and the comes along and they start having kids. So Jackson averaged one point a game his junior year. And then the summer going in between his junior and senior, they finally let him play AAU. And he, he swatted Zion that summer. Wow. Like Zion came down and he pinned it. And right after that, there was like, 
who the fuck's that? And all of a sudden, he had like 10 offers. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how, how it happens, happens though, man. man. That's how it happens. So his senior year, he only averaged like nine or 10 points a game, right? But of course, he was blocking everybody's shots. But he went from like 6'6 to like 6'10, right? And he got coordinated. And it was crazy. So his senior year, I go to a game. And he's not really doing much. So the second quarter, and I'm like, because at that point, he was getting recruited by everybody. So I'm sitting with his dad, and I'm like, I looked at him, like, giving a hard time. I go, hey, when's your son going to do something? <laughs> and all of a sudden, his son stole the ball. And you you saw what, like, a, a ball state, a Kent State basketball player, and, like, a real D1 ball player. He <laughs> took it down and then, like, cuffed it and went, boom, like, from a standstill, like, got the ball. And, yeah! He goes, there's my son. And I went, oh, okay, that's that's a real D1 ball player right there. <laughs> I, that was enough said. He jumped so fast and so high. And then the kid last year got drafted from Texas for to Orlando. The 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 oh, big Obama. African kid. Obama. Yeah. So I'm like, Jackson might be following his footsteps. It'd be cool to see because I've known him since he was like in first grade. That's awesome. You know? And it never played, like he always played basketball, but not AAU. He was always That's playing crazy. football, and his dad goes, there's no 6'11 wide receivers. And what's crazy now is more kids are playing AAU basketball and choosing not to play high school basketball, which I just can't wrap my mind around it because growing up, there was, there's not like you, high school it was nothing like high school basketball, and AAU was just like, all right, cool. And guys was like, I don't want to play AAU. Now you're hearing guys like, I'm not playing high school. I'm just playing AAU. Like, what? I don't, I don't know. It's crazy. I know you have a podcast, right? I do. Go ahead and give that a plug. It's called Hashtag Get Some. It's on iTunes. My YouTube page is Gary Com. And who have you had on? What do you usually talk about? I don't have many people on because we did it out of Cincinnati, so it was hard yeah. to get guests. In and then, and I'm, I'm out of town, so I, I usually I record on Tuesdays. So nobody's, it's hard to get people on a Tuesday. And now we do it from my house in California, and we live, you know, we're about 30 miles away from Oakland. We're, we're in the suburbs, so it's hard to get. So I used to just be on there talking by myself. I have my wife on a lot. <laughs> Far as like guests, I had I had Joe Mixon from the Bengals and then Frosty Rucker from the Raiders, and then my dad comes on because my dad Rucker, <laughs> yeah, Frosty, yeah. yeah. My dad like just retired from FedEx uh, after thirty years, and all he does is smoke pot now. He's literally become the dude from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> he smokes every day. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Like that, all he wants to do, and then he'll send he'll send me like weird messages when he's high. Like he'll go to Tennessee and he'll be in a cabin. And like Gary, look, and he'll send me a picture of like the the, the mountains. He goes, I feel like I'm looking at the face of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me a story how he was tripping on acid. Like growing up, my dad went around a lot because my mom and dad had me in high school, so my dad was like 17, 18, so he had to grow up too. But he told me a story how he just him and his buddy just got real messed up on speed and acid and they wow. just got in a car and started driving and they drove to Salt Lake and they didn't know why they were going to Salt Lake. They go, let's go to Salt Lake. Cincinnati. He goes, he said they didn't eat. They didn't sleep. They just stopped and got gas and water and they just kept driving going, don't stop, man. Don't stop. <laughs> and they got to Salt Lake and they slept for like two days and they just drove back and they go, what, what the fuck did we go to Salt Lake? <laughs> and they don't know why they went. They just drove there. Yeah. Don't stop, man. We're going to Salt Lake. Mm. <laughs> Salt acid. Lake. Acid. <laughs> Sounds drugs. dangerous. Right. <laughs> oh, he said they were just sweating driving. Don't stop, man. God, Don't dude. stop. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. You played football in high school? I did. That's Every right. position. I, I was the ultimate backup. Somebody got hurt, throw Gary in there. What, were you, what was your best position? Or favorite position? Or both? Safety was my favorite. 
Safety's good because cornerbacks are too much pressure. You get a good wide receiver, you're like, oh, safety, you got to kind of just hang out and try to intercept it. And then if you ever get burnt, safeties don't get burnt. <laughs> so you're just like this, toast, not me. <laughs> so <laughs> safety was the best. <laughs> Did you play any offense? No, nah, I was a center, but I was a backup center. So I was so little. Right. So I wasn't ever, and the guy in front of me ended up going to the NFL. So I really I was of no shame in being his backup. But I could, I knew how to hike the ball. When you know how to hike the ball, they don't care how big you are because some guys just can't do it. Right, that's but true. it's jarring to be a center because in junior high and like all that, they don't really get up underneath you, the quarterback. When he's like hike high school, the first time the varsity quarterback, like his hand just went boom. I go, yo, bro, <laughs> shotgun. Why are you all my? <laughs> why are you my balls like that, bro? <laughs> he was all up in it. Hike. <laughs> he was so far up though. I was like, dude. Like junior high, they don't want it. You, you're still like, I ain't touching nobody. So they, man, high school, high school. they <laughs> put it right up there. It's like, yo, bro, shifting going on right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I can hike it. So if you can long snap and hike, they'll do. They, they, they never tried to move. Sign me him up. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my high school was. We were, we were decent. We were a country. They could do a literally. They could do a sports movie off my high school because we were a bunch of farmers. And it was just farmers and college kids. And then we had a boys. All our black guys came from a boys home. Whenever we had a boys home. So if they got in trouble in the inner city, <laughs> every time school. we still read the paper and somebody got busted like high school, we'd be like, I think we're getting them. Uh, <laughs> like a black kid, I'm like, yes. Hey, I think Maurice is coming here. <laughs> I got a feeling. <laughs> we, so oh, we had a boys man. home. So every now and then we get like these. <laughs> it was awesome. We wouldn't have no black guys on the team. This boys' home, like these black guys, just show up randomly at practice one day. Like, what happened? <laughs> and then we might have them for like a month, <laughs> and then he go back home. But we always, but uh, we, what my, what I was getting at was, uh, one year we were we won all our games, and then at the we had to play like this high school called Princeton, who was like a, a powerhouse in Cincinnati, and they were all black, and we were all white, and. It was crazy. Uh, it's on, there's a grainy video on YouTube. We did like immaculate reception. It's fourth down. We're hanging in the whole game, state playoffs. Our quarterback just wings it. And one guy gets hit. <laughs> it was good. And it looks like it's about to drop. And this kid, or one of the guys on our team, picked Josh Durbin, picked it up and just took it in. And in the video, you see 11 black guys chasing this one white guy. And I go, they're not going to get him. <laughs> he was looking back like, uh-uh, brothers. The whole time he's running, he's running at an angle because they're slowly gaining. So he started so, like yeah, the right side right, of the field. Right. He barely got in the end zone on the left side. For the yep. win. And then we there was 30 seconds left and we ended up winning. It was crazy. My high school's had one D1 player in the last 15 years, football. My high school is not the most athletic. Who was one the one guy? D1 he's at Miami of Ohio right now. His name is Maurice Thomas. He's a running back. That's you think he's going to be a pro? I don't know. I, th I always thought Maurice would have been better off. His uncle was in the NFL for a while. He actually played for the Falcons and went to the Super Bowl in 98. Dirty Birds. In 98. The Dirty Birds with Jamal Anderson and stuff. Yeah. But I, I thought he, Maurice could have made it as a cornerback, but he wanted to stay. When you run like a 4 three forty, they're going to put you in the backfield. Well, that is a wrap for this edition of the Winging It podcast. Don't forget to give us five stars. You think we should get five stars? Yeah, bring me back when you guys bring me back when you guys in the NBA Finals. Sorry, little dig. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just digging. Uh, I had to get one dig in. No, that was good. About five stars? Yeah. For sure. That's, uh, don't forget to give us five, five stars. stars. Wherever you get your podcast, Gary will be back on when we're in the finals. And uh, yeah. that's it for watch, today. Watch this turnaround. Yes. I called it. Starts today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right. 